0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices.
1: There's no true identity. I think, well, let me take that back. There is identity, but there's a lot of mimic. Mm -hmm. I just call them all like, COVID rappers, COVID entertainers, the COVID generation, whatever the hell. Because everybody had to sit on punishment in a box and they had to learn something new. Yeah. So a lot of artists, upcoming, whatever, they learned social damn media. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that they're actually entertainers. Yeah. Remember, I'm I'm the only person to have YG and Nipsey Hussle on the same stage in the entire West Coast. Yeah. The most untalented people is on because they had the team and the machine and the marketing. Don't take shit out.
0: Hey guys, Basa Gordon here. So check this out. I literally just got my butt back from Spokane and came straight to the radio station to do an interview that I've honestly been wanting to do for a minute. And for a good minute, he was telling me that he wasn't doing interviews because he didn't really want to talk about anything. But I finally was able to convince the big homie to pull up. Um, Everybody say hello to Papa Black.
1: What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? I'm in the building for once. I'm in the building for
0: once. <laughs> Or should I say Papa Black Da Vinci? Because, you know,
1: I'm allowed to
0: say Papa Black, but you guys are not.
1: Papa Black Da Vinci is the whole monarchy. You might want to keep a mouthful of it. I'm just saying.
0: So I feel like you're one of those people in the city where you do so much that people sometimes can get a little confused as to what you do in terms of like, okay, does he still do music? Is he a promoter? And it's like, I feel like you're all of it. Right.
1: Exactly. Everything that.
0: Tell me this, in terms of doing music and what I've been really enjoying these days are your events. Mm-hmm. How did you actually start throwing these events?
1: That's how I got into this whole situation in the first place. Uh, doing music in Seattle is tough to get your name out there in any aspect. You know, I was like, well, how can I get the attention? But I ain't never been like a glory hogger. And so I just wanted to like bring some type of light to the city at certain times. So I had uh, my first record release, like, 2010. I had brought Lloyd out um, when he was popular during that time with the uh, I Could Make Your Bed rock single and all that shit with Lil Wayne. It was just good timing. And that was my first dose of celebrity to the city, uh, seeing how it affects the city, seeing what energy it brings to the city. I was like, that was dope. Like, it was a little bit something different than everything else that I had seen. And I was like, okay, well, this is the blueprint. And then uh, Cube 93, I had paid for some uh, commercials and spins and things like that to promote the situation. They found out that it was a successful event. From there, they had reached out. Um, I started doing sponsorship with Summer Jams for like three years in a row. Um, during that time it was like getting my feet wet with a bigger platform and a bigger stage. So it was like, uh, I could do concerts. I could mm-hmm. do, you know, the bigger shit for real. So I think I like YG, Nipsey Hussle. I mean, the list goes on on the artists that I didn't worked with and brought out here to Seattle for their first time and some on their only times. Um, but that's just really kind of how it came. Just wanting to see the city have a certain type of light and energy. And it's like, how can I bring that light to here? You know what I mean? And I just kind of ran with it at the end of the day. And I just always inter- intertwine my music and everything else with that, you know.
0: I feel like one of the reasons why you also are so successful, like you're very personable, right? Like anyone can kind of talk to you. Like I feel like some. Well, I knew I know for a fact with me, I didn't really know if I could talk to you like that before. I was like, <laughs> he quote, he looks mean. <laughs> I'm even gonna hold you. I was like, he looks mean, and you know, I'm just really not in that lifestyle. So I was like, I don't really know what I'm gonna get if I say hi to him. But when I first talked to you, I was like. He's like a teddy bear. Like, he's so freaking nice.
1: You know, I'm cool. I mean, I get that often. Like, uh, you know, that perception, uh, you know, you, you don't before you open up your mouth and before words come out of somebody's mouth, you really don't know who that person is, even like that pretty girl in the corner. And then she opens her mouth and then she got the crazy high-pitched voice. And you're like, where'd that come from? Well, I, well, I wasn't expecting that. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So when somebody talks to me, it's like, Oh, damn, he do know what he's talking about. Or, oh, he is educated. or, And it's stupid that that's a surprise to people that I can't look how I look or dress how I dress and and be in the demeanor that I am and still be, you know, smart and witty and, you know, educated.
0: See, I'm not surprised that you're smart and witty. I think I'm. I was more surprised that you were just so personable. Like you can have a conversation with me, have a conversation with someone else, but still, it's like two different people at the same time.
1: I just walked a lot of different lines and lifestyles, and I, I've been, I've been in a lot of different environments and rooms, and I've been the fly on the wall, and I've been the, the the, the whole person on the stage to do all the talking and directing the traffic. So, I mean, it's just. Being in different worlds, being, knowing how to adjust when you walk into a room, like, Jay-Z say, like, my voice don't change no matter what room I'm in. Like, I'm comfortable wherever I'm at. I'm yeah. just the same guy, you know what I mean? You might get the nicer guy, or you might get a hooder guy, you might get the hype guy, but I'm just always the same overall guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Just depending on the energy. So that's just where that come from at the end of the day. And I go off vibes, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody can't sit down and talk to Pop. Some people be like, man, I was, I've was, i been around him five times and he ain't said two he ain't words. He said nothing to me. <laughs> two words. You know, sometimes it takes that initiative. I don't be anxious to meet new energies all the time. And when you building your name and shit, and people, you know, people do the bandwagon ride. And I've seen all the waves mm-hmm. through the city. Like, some be forgetting that I'm not brand new. I've been here for, like, over a decade. For real, for real. Because so you, don't <laughs> <laughs> you
0: don't age. Yo, you don't
1: age. You've looked son. exactly like yeah. this for a
0: minute. So my I think son keep me people going. forget. <laughs> That's
1: for sure. My son keep me going. But just being here and experience so much of all the waves, nothing's really new to me. So I don't be surprised off none of the trends. I don't hate on none of the trends. I don't dislike none of the transitions because I know they're part of the rotation of how things go throughout the city no matter what. Yeah. So I just kind of let, you know, they like let the cars lay where they lay and just let them do their thing. And You know, you work with what you got at the end of the day. So my feet always keep moving. Uh, one of my sayings is persistence beats resistance. So just as long as you just keep moving, can't nobody really stop you. So that's how I keep going.
0: Speaking of, like, waves and trends in the city, how do you feel about our current hip-hop scene that we have right now?
1: Um, I feel like we finally know how to rap. Um, one, I feel like we finally got music down because the kids are involved and influenced by music at such a younger age and have access to so many different types of music. And, like, coming up in the 90s, Early 2000s, Seattle, Washington, you still had a hard time getting all the music, keeping up with the trends, knowing what was hot right now. We were kind of always a year, two years behind. Mm -hmm. Other cities is three and five years behind. But, I mean, we were already kind of playing catch up. Now I feel like we got the sound. Like, there's there's no true identity. I think, well let me take that back there is identity but there's a lot of mimic Mm. so within every one individual that kind of comes with their new style individual style it's unison and the norm to copy yeah so everybody says oh that's the new wave that's what people want to hear that's what they like let's do that too and everybody's just done, does that too. And they put their twist on it and then it become a bunch of different styles mm-hmm. of that. But nobody really just, it's a lot A lot of scared, a lot of, I don't want to be different. I don't want to.
0: Why do you think that is? Do you think it's like people would rather just be safe? Because of the be dumbest,
1: cause of computer, the, through the stupid social media, the TikToks. phone. The TikTok, everybody having access to you, the judging. Your art is really my art is my art. I don't give a fuck. I'm not in no competition with nobody. It's mine when, uh, uh no pun, but Leonardo da Vinci, famous artist, when he was making his art, it was his. He mm-hmm. wasn't emulating or trying to, it was just his. Yeah. If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, uh, you know, the other side.
0: Next artist, you, know, you know.
1: Like, So it's like a lot of cats, they just afraid like, well, if they don't like my art, then it must not be good art. Mm-hmm. So that's what. But what
0: about the times when it really isn't good?
1: Well, I mean, that's I mean, like that does happen but, sometimes. And that's that's also with TikTok goes back True. to that the wackest shit become the funniest, entertaining facts. And it's not necessarily like. Oh yeah, people is listening to that stupid blip over and over and over again in their car riding down the street on the I five or the interstate mm-hmm. whenever they're running their errands. But when they're on social media, that is the one that they like to push play on. Period. They like to listen to that one. Yeah. They like to utilize it. They want to make a reel out of it. Yeah.
0: They, and so they know it, it'll make their videos go viral. There
1: you go. So that's how people are utilizing and transition whack into good almost. You know, <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the truth
1: to be perfectly honest, you know, what I mean, and good gets drowned out because good doesn't go through so much effort to be seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of good and it's there. And if you found it, you found it. And if you didn't, hey, whatever, you'll find
0: it it eventually. It'll
1: come to you. It'll be something that you heard of three years from now. And because of the way the world works, all of a sudden, something from five years ago could be brand new today. And they could be totally over that shit and onto something new. And all of a sudden they're getting a revamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my guys uh, from Tacoma, MKF, my youngsters, they got a song <laughs> called The Wood. They got a song, a big old song called The Wood in it. And they, this song went viral three, four some years ago or something like that. And from, because of TikTok, somebody decided to use it out of the blue. Now it's making its resurgence. The numbers and all type of... I might get... We might get them a record deal off of that. Dude, you know what I mean? But just off some shit like so that. that's so
0: crazy about TikTok. Because the same thing actually happened to Doja Cat. Her song, Streets, that was released on, like, her 2009 or something. I don't know, like, 19 I I'm about to start sending you crazy. all
1: my music make TikTok videos <laughs> for me. Because I don't know what to do with this shit.
0: You just got to find someone dope to use it. Because, honestly... Sometimes these sounds will go viral of people just talking over them. That's it. Or it just has like a lyric that's like a, a super vibe and you can it just relate. It's just one little
1: lyric. It. That one little I'm thing. I'm like, you got eight seconds. I got you streams. I got you...
0: <laughs> and then it, and it counts as a stream as long as you connect it to your iTunes that's now. That's
1: it. You got to monetize all your business.
0: But what sucks about that is when these songs do go viral just because it's going, you know, viral on TikTok and then all of a sudden now we have to play it on the radio and it's like a song that might not even be that good or... What's even worse is that it has no longevity because once the TikTok trend is done, the and song is done. That song
1: is done. Yeah. That's like the guys. I mean, I just call them all like COVID rappers, COVID entertainers, <gasps> the, the COVID generation, yeah. whatever the hell. Because everybody had to sit on punishment in a box and they had to learn something new. Yeah. So a lot of artists, upcoming, whatever, they learned social damn media. They learned how to do TikTok videos. They learned how to do these different things to make sure that they were seen during a very quiet time. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that they're actually entertainers. That part. So when you get these TikTokers and just like COVID entertainers, whatever, you, you, you've been doing music <sighs> for, what, one. two years so we was in COVID for two years. So you've been doing music for two years. You just took it serious because we were all on punishment, mm-hmm. and now you think you deserve twenty five thousand dollars to get on the stage. <laughs> what? Who
0: was it? The Island Boys, and where the they Island. went mad viral, and, and then they started getting booed once they were going to different events, and, and people kept hitting them up to do and stuff. You couldn't
1: hear not a song from them right now. I wouldn't no. know a single or nothing, and all off of a TikTok, Twitter social media boom you know somebody liking something funny in a moment and it just becoming the thing you know what i mean and not to hate on the young boys because i mean I, I don't like i said i don't want to be that older dude that's all oh, these youngsters because i was the youngster that was getting hated on by the older dudes that part. that's a fact everything i was doing Oh, you're you trying to be too, you know what I'm saying? That ain't what we doing. We Everything don't,
0: that was different than what they would always do. We don't do. do
1: that in Seattle. Why are you trying to be like them in yeah. Atlanta? I was auto-tunes and all these different things. I was doing that 12, 13, 14 years ago, whole projects. And dropping locally with that sound. And that's not the norm here in the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Oh, what you trying to be, T-Pain? Or what are you?
0: (laughs) Trying to make good music, damn.
1: (laughs) Man, don't you hear Lil Wayne? I'm like, I'm Jamaican and Cuban. If you don't even know, almost every Jamaican song you ever listened to in your life has auto-tune on it. They've been using it for 40 years plus. Like,
0: Now that I think about it.
1: Talk box auto-tune. All all (laughs) those two instruments, they're instruments. They're just auto correct. They're voice auto correctors. They're they're yeah. pitch pitch correctors. Yeah, so I sing out of tune a little bit. Touch me up, baby. Just, that's all. <laughs> <Just> put low filter
0: on it.
1: they've been doing that for I don't know how many years. It's just when it made this trend and make into hip hop through Little Wayne's and T Pain's. Back then, it became like oh what is this oh they messing up no nah, and you can't listen to no song mm-hmm. without
0: a little something on it
1: a little something on it. Yeah, my engineer tell me all the team want to auto tune it, like, man. Just put it on there, man. <laughs> just you know, I ain't even gonna really use it, but just put it on put there, it on man. There. Just I might have a hum a hum or something yeah. that come out good, just because
0: it <laughs> all of a sudden the audio <laughs> know, it a hum,
1: little bit. Man, Just change it up, just change the flow. Like <laughs> oh, might be
0: the next thing. Yeah, viral you never know.
1: So just keep that shit on there, you all know. Right? What I mean? So just I certain things like that where you just got to be comfortable with. I've learned to be comfortable with myself in my own skin not being in competition with nobody and appreciating when you're emulated instead of you know, deappreciating it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, like hating on somebody liking you. Yeah, you're hating on somebody liking you,
0: which is kind of weird. It's hella
1: weird to be honest. <laughs> like, they like you.
0: Get ready, everyone! October 24th and 25th, Conversion Media is heading right back to the Paramount Theater. Join me, Basil Gordon, Eric Calligraphy, Trey Holiday, and the entire Converge Media family as we once again broadcast live with conversations on art, culture, mental health, community issues, and more. Trust me, you won't want to miss a single moment. Head over to where whereweconverge.com for more information and we will see you October 24th and 25th streaming live across all Converge media platforms.
1: I'm but, yeah, I just try to keep up with the trends and I don't judge the transition to music. I just kind of stay in my box. I do try to make sure I dive in every now and then and kind of see where we're at. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you're an artist, you're kind of in your world. Yeah. So I'm an artist. I'm an independent coordinator. I'm a manager. So I kind of be like in my own world. I'm a full-time dad. So it's like I got a world. And I'm not really uh, affected by so much of the outside noise. Mm -hmm. I kind of can stay in my own lane. I'm not really trying to catch up to whatever else is going on. Yeah. I feel like I stopped myself from... Setting trends a lot of time, I'm like man, I did that or I said that five, five years, years ago, ago. <laughs> what? three years ago. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, why is this popular? Why are you guys? I mean, this one thing that's so corny to me, just as simple as petty to me. It's my own personal petty. That's fine, but like the uh, Gucci coin pouches, pouches yeah, that all the youngsters wear right now. Yeah, you can go back into my history books. And you ain't never going to see me with a pair of pants without that coin pouch on it for the last decade.
0: Interesting.
1: But all the youngsters used to, well, this is this guy man, with the little man purse. Boy, this is flavor, boy. This is style, boy. What you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, so.
0: And now it's mad popular.
1: And now it's the so much the thing. You ain't with it if you ain't got it. Like, You know what I mean? So just certain things like that where you just got to be comfortable. With, I've learned to be comfortable with myself in my own skin. Not being in competition with nobody and appreciating when you're emulated instead of, you know, deappreciating it. You yeah. know what I'm like? You know, like hating on somebody liking you. Yeah. You're hating on somebody liking you.
0: Which is kind of weird. It's you're of hella
1: day. weird, to be honest. <laughs> like, they like you. Whether they want to say it or not, they like you. They yeah. like your style. They're em- you, you did something filthy, they d- just take that. know, yeah. I don't need no credit.
0: <laughs> like, I see it. I, I don't see, need the credit. I, I did see it. it. It's there. I, but
1: I got my Tims on today, right? I'm a I'm a real Seattle boy, and I got my <laughs> father from New York. But so I've been rocking the Tims for a while, and I seen the seen the youngster in the other day, and I said, the boy look like he got my outfit on. <laughs> I said, this is not right. I just now nah, I ain't no Seattle dressed like this right yeah. now. I don't nobody dressed like this, but they. Okay, I'm I'm an innovator. We're going to leave it at that. It's, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: Speaking of being innovative, I recently seen that you posted on Facebook that you were thinking about doing weekly club mixers.
1: Come fuck with me.
0: Tell me about that. What, first of all, what's, build, what sparked to, the idea? What you trying to do?
1: Well, I've been doing, obviously, the event coordination, the mm-hmm. promotion for Hella. And
0: those have been going great lately,
1: by the and way. And since I popped out, from like, like I say, I put myself on kept myself on punishment during COVID. Everybody else kind of trying to force doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I already had a blueprint that I already used, so it's like let me kick back until I can do my blueprint the way it really is supposed to be utilized. Otherwise, I'm never gonna have a successful event. So once the beginning of 2022 started, it was just like okay, time to pop out. And, you know, right now I'm 11 and no 11 events, no issues, no negative vibes, all profits, success, um, continuance. So it's like, okay, now people is like kind of expecting.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're
1: like, what what you got next, pop? And I'm not kind of used to that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I don't be used to everybody like.
0: What's next? What's, what's next? next?
1: What's next? what's next? Kind of like, ah. Uh, before it was like, we don't even believe in this <laughs> dude. So it's different now they actually believe in me. <laughs>
0: you know what they t- I, I didn't well nope, maybe i'm just not around those people i'm like nah,
1: what It's 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 a it's a handful mm. that's really a part of the entertainment and nightlife gotcha. that no gotcha and can see and appreciate and respect but you got the just the clubbers and the nightlifers mm-hmm. and the night li- night owls and shit they're on that more outside looking in so they might not respect what you do as much and it take them longer to actually see and recognize that that's really Papa Black. That's really bringing all the shit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all the shit with no trouble is Papa Black's,
0: <laughs> dude. And you know, like no Respectfully, no
1: re, I'm about to say respectfully. I'm just saying only a handful with no issues. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to R B M boys. They just did a a dope day party. uh, Tagged along with uh, Seti led. Let me take that back. Led by Seti said Seti fresh. Um, did a dope day day event that came together real well and shit and it takes just continuous of those type of things of us intertwining and working together and feeding off of each other's energy and but it also can't be about the money as soon as money is involved then you have to close that gap and close that circle because everybody's not meant to be a part of the money at the end of the day
0: how do you think that you've been able to really work with these venues? Like, do you think it's your track record? Because a lot of people be like, "Oh, I can't get this venue," or their concerts get canceled. I mean, and maybe there's there's actually still a lot of that going on. But it's I felt most like definitely you.
1: Definitely, it's hard. Uh, it's a challenge. I've had to rebrand myself, rebrand my company, re- we rebrand how we deliver events. You know what I mean? The presentation, the layout, the rollout, everything is a little bit different. It's a little refined, critiqued. The blueprint is kind of laid out. So now I don't really have to think about it. It's kind of like going off instinct. Okay, I know exactly what to do. But that was not easy because I come from being blackballed and not being able to do events. Once again, I've been doing this shit for 10 years. So I've had my moments and Mm -hmm. I've had my shutdowns too. Remember, I'm I'm the only person to have YG and Nipsey Hussle on the same stage and the entire West Coast during the time that they were at their height collectively to do a collab, performance, concert. I'm the only person to do that on the West. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, their manager and, and shit like that to say shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Brandon. Um, Cardi B, I'm the only event coordinator, promoter to ever bring her to Washington State.
0: Yeah, she's still, first of all, I'm super mad that I ended up missing that.
1: Shout out Cardi B (laughs) because, man, you you have my followers. They shut my Instagram down, but, girl, you have my followers up. Girl, you followed me. I have the most prettiest girls following me because she followed me, boy. I can't never get that follow back, man. <laughs> you might.
0: You never know. Man,
1: I'm going to get big one day. She's going to see me. She's going to be like, I came for your pop." you Seattle. What's in the water? Yeah. <laughs> all that. Yeah, man. We need to run that back, Cardi. Straight up.
0: But, Do you think that Papa Black uh, ever plans on going on tour as Papa Black? Or are you just kind of like just dropping your music whenever you feel like dropping the music and just kind of living your life?
1: I don't like being controlled. Mm-hmm. I like giving direction. I don't like being controlled. I just don't, I know what it takes to be a involved on tour, on the road artists and where I'm at in life. I just don't want to be listening to what nobody want to tell me to be perfectly honest. I like being a part of a team. Yeah. I love pushing for somebody else to be in that platform because they want to be on that platform. So shout out to like my artist, Louie, my artist Jay loud that I co-manage um, with asylum records um, these artists are dope, they're ready, they're young, they're energetic, they're the look, they're of the times. It's a lot of things that go into that. And I feel like, you know, we're not going to water it down. I'm 40 years old. I'm not no young kid out here or nothing like that. And I don't even say my age too much, but I'm not young. Yeah. So it's hard for me to kind of look in the mirror like, yeah, I'm going to be the brand new kid on the block at 40 the fuck I look like like I rather kick back on the sideline because I already have certain relationships and uh uh experiences with people that's already in entertainment and I rather keep my respect level from from that angle you know what I mean instead of trying to like regain any type of respect on those stage and shit like when it comes it's dope perform perform for my city a uh, little song get popping, you know. I got a song old to the radio station. Shout out <laughs> you, you know. What I'm saying that I'm gonna release soon. Um, it's certain things that are uh, maybe if they catch some wind or if it catches a, a, a viral moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, it would. You know, it's what it's what was meant. Yeah. But I'm not out here. I'm happy. I'm what uh, what's what's the j- Jamaican um uh the roster the, the uh, Bob Marley. Mm. He says, I'm rich. What do you mean? I have everything I want. You know, my kids is taken care of. I'm a girl dad. All my girls have graduated high school. I'm not a granddad at 40 years old with three daughters that are over 18 years old. Fuck your life. I'm doing (laughs) good, boy. Are you kidding me? I got young women that like my handsome self and I get to go out and pop my energies and Go home into a safe environment that's controlled, and my bills is paid. Yep. and there's no pink slips on the door, and
0: Thank there's God.
1: food in the refrigerator, and I can get up at two o'clock in the morning. Because rich is lunch,
0: relative, it's, it's you know. So relative, it's like my rich versus your rich versus even our good friend Jordan, our photographer over here is rich. Are different things because we all need different things.
1: Man, the richest people in the world are some of the most miserable. They don't even be happy, so they have all this money and. They just have rich just mean like rich money sake. Mm-hmm. Not don't get me wrong, we want all the money, baby. No, period. <laughs> we don't want no <laughs> we don't want no confusion on that part, but that's not the whole focus. Money is a tool. Yeah. Money is for things. Money don't do nothing. It's what you can do with money and what money can do for you initially after that, you know what I mean? So it's like going after that satisfaction i'm my satisfaction is what i got right now so and i'm building and growing and from what i come from i'm just hella happy because there ain't too many people in my family that's where i'm at um i have a name that's recognized throughout my city that's what i fought for at the end of the day um not being the popular kid Mm -hmm. but being the popular city boy Yeah, fuck being a popular kid. You know what I'm saying?
0: Most of the high school Uh, popular kids. It's like, now where are you at now? Yeah,
1: man, none of my high school buddies are even, (laughs) they're not even my high school buddies no more, really. You know what I'm saying? Or some of them are good guys and they just became nine to five guys. Yeah. Some of them drive buses, metros, and shit that we used to kind of look up to as kids and stuff, construction workers and things of that nature. I just kind of stuck with this. This nightlife was serious for me. And entertainment was always serious for me, so I ain't never let it go. And I appreciate the fact that I ain't never let go of my dream, like, because I know a lot of cats that just, it's just gone. And I get hugs all the time, like, damn, bro, I appreciate, like, you kept going, like, you're yeah. still doing this shit. So that's why I keep doing it, like, because I know there's somebody that appreciated it at the end of the day.
0: But they look up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, man, if he can keep going... I and find his lane and stay relevant while still being in his lane, because that's what a lot of people end up kind of messing up on. It's like, oh, I want to stay relevant, so now I'm gonna do what the young kids are doing. It's like, no, you have to do what makes sense for you and make it make sense to the times right now.
1: I get that. Oh my, God. I I get that like every day. Like, what that's that's the uh envious bone in men, um, thinking that they can do and have what the next man has all the time so you got guys that appreciate and respect what the next man have and then you got guys that are envious of what the next man has so yeah i most definitely get that that energy too where guys is like why he got that or how he still own, or why he why he get to go to the club and just talk to the owner and he can go do whatever he want and i walked in there and he wouldn't even talk to me it took me 10 years to get one good one. That's what I tell people. Music, this partying, the DJ, controlling that door, watching how they just run it. Because I'm always into business, so I'm watching the business. I always look at everything from the business yeah. angle of it. Like, okay, this is dope party, but who's running this shit? Mm-hmm. Who's making money off this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's all I've seen is like, this is a lot of people. Somebody's getting liquor sales. Yeah. Somebody's getting door sales. They're security teams. I could be running all this shit. They don't get that part. Because
0: so. they don't see the background, you yeah, know? Like, I always tell people that...
1: It look good now.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it took a lot of work to get where you are, but people don't, especially if they're just finding out about, you say, last month. They're like, oh yeah, like, I just moved here. Who's this Papa Black this guy? Papa
1: Black, he got all this, you know? Yeah, but like, then it's
0: like, man, Papa Black been doing this for like 10, 15 years. What you talking about?
1: Like, dead ass. Like, And, and shout out to some of my OGs that taught me the game. Ghetto prayers, Cun loves. Teases, uh, uh, uh fucking uh, motherfucking, uh, who else off the top of my head, man? Uh, Patrick Crowler. Um, these are some of the guys that, that Sean Walker uh, helped me in the promotion. I mean, I was I was a street dude coming straight out of the penitentiary, January 2nd, 2006. That's when I got out of penitentiary, was totally free and was able to walk as a man and stand on my own. And I missed that fresh 21 years Fresh 22 1918 and I ain't never been to a prom. I ain't never been to a dance. I ain't never been to a homecoming. I really? ain't never been to a Tolo Twin. No, I don't know what none of that shit looked like for real. Oh. <laughs> like so, when it was like oh parties and club shit, I like this shit. I will adjust. I came from the baggy pant era when they was. Making the transition, like you can't get in the club like that. No hats, no baggy pants, no yeah. t-shirts that's long past your knees. And I had all of. I was when, I was the epitome of the baggy everything with a hoodie on every time and a hat. All the and I was willing to adjust the attire to be a part of this world that I was kind of. I'm like, man, this nightlife is dope. This city nightlife, this music, this partying, the DJ. Controlling that door, watching how they just run it, cause I'm always into business, so I'm watching the business. I always look at everything from the business yeah. angle of it. Like, okay, this is dope party, but who's running this shit? Mm-hmm. Who's making money off this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's all I seen is like, this is a lot of people. Somebody's getting liquor sales. Yeah, somebody's getting door sales. There's security team. I could be running all this shit. <laughs> the back end is what needs to
0: be known. <laughs> that's like all I, people don't think That's all that I used to
1: think about. You know what I mean? So. Once I became enlightened and the door was cricked open a little bit for me to step in, it was like, okay, I'm going to respect this shit. I'm not going to do like all my other maybe predecessors before me and kind of kind of blow it or just do the regular uh, hole in the box chick joints or the, you know, the Papa's Pub bars and the, the, the Moonrakers, the different little small cities in Kent. So I'm a downtown Seattle nightlife kid when you want to yes. go like when you go to any other big city you go to the city i don't want to go to their little <laughs> side scuff whatever yeah. to, you know what i'm saying when i go to miami i want to be in miami when i go yeah. to vegas i want to go to vegas la la likewise atlanta i want to be downtown atlanta where the yep. party and shit where the shit at where the Where's you know the where, that en- where the energy the life so it seemed like in a city that's really where that life is yeah everywhere else it's like it's just like your neighborhood and I don't want to necessarily kick it with my neighborhood every day. I kick I, or every Like weekend, I already live I there. I live with y'all <laughs> all, all my life. I want to see new people, make yeah. new networks, new uh, uh, ventures, and it's just so much opportunity. When you, what it, what they say, I just seen. Uh, I don't know who said it, and it's probably a million guys who a million uh, popular, famous guys who have said it. Um, mm-hmm. Smart guys, educated guys who have said it, but you just gotta be in the damn room. If you're sitting on your couch and you're at home.
0: No one's ever going to meet you.
1: Nobody's ever going to meet <laughs> you, blood. Like, so that's just, get out what, there. That's, I, I tell myself and people all the time, I'm a forced extrovert
0: because
1: yeah. I'm an introvert. I don't really like people. I like to stay to myself. I don't like a lot of people knowing about me and, you know, just if we're not cool like that, I don't really got no business telling you about myself all the way. So you Never. can feel like you know me and you don't really know me at all.
0: And probably don't even care.
1: And don't even care. So, but I learned that I have to put myself out there if I want these people to recognize and respect the work that I do. Otherwise, I'll just always be in the shadows and not get no recognition for all the work that I've done. Yeah. So now, as you said, like 2022 has been good. So it's like, I'm taking mine. Yeah. I'm taking this. You guys are going to respect this 1K shit. Like, I'm, I'm letting you know who's doing it every time. You're going to see the stamp every time. And you're going to see the work ethic every time. You're going to see the difference every time. You know what I mean? And -hmm. that goes into just the events, to my management, to me as a rap artist, to me as a dad. Everything is 1K because I'm going to go past 100%. We're going to put it all, everything, and there's nothing left on the floor. So that's just where I be at with it now. And that's what I see a lot of people um, are enlightened by. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand what it takes to really put that much effort into nothing. You know, like they see it, it looks good. Like
0: it looks fun. You know, when Pop
1: be out there, Pop be really out there, he be passing flyers out. He be putting posters up. Do you know how much research I have to do to know which event is going to be what and make sure I don't miss out on the right event. And make sure I get there at correct times. And I got to make sure the weather is okay. You know, so
0: like, Period. There's a
1: lot of things that go into people these. People just
0: don't know. It's like, don't. oh, this was such a success. And it's like, but you don't know the planning <laughs> that has to go into this. And then is, you do your own event. You're like, why is nobody here? This nigga just passing like, on
1: flyers. Man, I don't go pass on some flyers. No. No. It's not it's just flyers.
0: That. It's ads. It's networking. It's, it's being someone that people actually name. like.
1: And they got to trust you.
0: People be like, "Oh yeah, you be at all the events." I'm like, half the time when I'm going places, <laughs> it's because I have an event coming up, that and I need to meet new people. And I need to network need to and seen. promote for what
1: I got coming. Yes. They don't get that. Like, you got to even meet out. the
0: owners. Yeah. I need to meet security, the bartenders, the managers and that I are want in you there.
1: To know me every time. Remember my face. Yeah, I am somebody. I'm not. I don't want special treatment every time, but I do want to be respected as somebody when I come into your building because I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. That's just how I carry myself in general now, like, it don't matter where I'm at, so. And that's how you, I expect, like, almost anybody around me to be, I expect anybody to have those aspirations is to, like, get respect, like, wherever you go, like, take that shit, you know what I mean,
0: like. So, before we go into uh, my six randoms, I'm curious to know, you know, like, I, all of your artists are successful. Okay. Like yes. any artist that you work with, they end up like blowing up. They're getting blue checks. They're getting signed. They're going on major tours. What kind of advice do you have for people that want to get into artist management? Because there are people that are always asking me, Hey, what advice do you have? I'm like, do I look like I manage anything other than social media? Like <laughs> I'm
1: going to tell you don't
0: really, mm-hmm. why?
1: Cause it's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. Your artist becomes your son, your daughter, your your babysitter, your, your, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you, you become, your artist become very dependent on you and there's a balance to that. So when you're learning to truly be a manager, setting the boundaries of those lines is not easy. Mm-hmm. And when you usually become a manager is because you believe in somebody, somebody you care about or whatever. When it's those cases, those persons you could usually take advantage of. And it becomes an unbalanced relationship, you know what I mean? So I would say make sure that you truly believe. Um, make sure that the person that you're trying to believe that you either have access to get finances and promotion and a sponsorship for them. Because everything in this business costs talent does not get you there. Yeah. The most untalented people is on because they had the team and the machine and the marketing. You don't take shit else. You could be the dumbest little nigga in the world, white boy, pink, blue, purple, whatever color. And you could get on from being a strategic marketer on social media.
0: Yeah,
1: You don't have to even have no talent in shit. You could like to just step in mud. And you can make your videos and post them at the right algorithm time. And all of a sudden, a million people like watching you step in mud with your all-white air forces. Facts. This guy, the guy that gets his air forces dirty, they're brand new. He steps in mud. What? Yeah. That's it? He steps... It's he just dirties white hair. I don't know if I'm making this up or not. I'm just saying something. but it sounds like the truth.
0: Well, there's also like that girl on TikTok with the yellow dress, and then everyone started like doing her dance. And it's yeah. the same exact dance that she does every time, and she's always looking for her ex boyfriend in just random little places. Like what the <laughs> one time she like jumped into this like bin or something and like it's that. It's
1: all entertainment. Yeah, it's, you know, it's somebody's great ideas. We're bored in her, and it shows where our brains are. It shows how we really kind of think we're kinda really our brains are getting smaller. I feel like everything the dumbest thing entertains us and enlight- it, like we get enlightened off the dumbest smaller things versus things that are really meaningful um I don't know this this world is <laughs> is. Different. I think it's one sure, of those things sure.
0: where it's like you said earlier, people wanna do it, but they don't realize how difficult that it really is to manage an artist because your artist starts flopping. I'm pretty sure you're gonna take that personal. If you can't yeah. get your artist on shows, you're gonna take that personal. Yeah. If you don't have like the connections to get your artist on these shows, your artist is gonna be like, Why did I even what the, hire why you? Why did
1: I hire you? You're not the guy. I mean, it's just a lot of work. You gotta work on your network, you gotta work on like I said, uh being a forced extrovert, being out there, being seen. You got to be not afraid to promote. I always tell people all the time, I don't want uh, um, to compare it to the streets all the way. I always say, I don't want no dope that I got to convince you to buy. Mm-hmm. I just want the best dope. So as long as I got the best dope, that's why it seems like I do so well because I just make sure I mess with the best dope. Yeah, I'm real strategic in what dope I choose to mess with and pick up and deal with. So that's why it looks so good at the end of the day. But it's also that extra work. It's not just talent. Like, for instance, Louie, he can go in the studio, book a 10-hour session, come out. He's done four new songs. Uh, next week, he might shoot a video. Next week, he dropped another single. This week, he's doing a vlog. This week, he's doing uh, a, another show. This week, he's giving back to some kids in the community. It's like, you got to stay busy and active. You know what I mean? Jay loud is the same way. He's just talented as shit. And they have a crazy, crazy work ethic when it comes to making consistent, dope music. Yeah. Some people can make one good song a month, one good song a year. These kids can go in the studio and make 10 good songs in 10 sessions. Yeah. And you'd be like, damn, every song is good. And, you know, because their work ethic, oh, though, they're, they're really working for it. So- You got to find somebody that's really, that you believe in, that's willing to work, and you got to find the money, because none of this shit is free at the end of the day, like, paying, I don't look down on artists paying for slots and things, it just got to be strategy, it just got to be smart, do you have a name for yourself yet? Are you open enough for a big enough show where you're going to actually have an audience to perform in? Or are you open enough for a little show where there's only going to be five people in the audience Mm -hmm. during your slot time? You have to think about these things manager-wise and artist-wise strategically to make sure you're putting yourself in the right platforms in front of the right people all the time. And then marketing yourself, making sure you're on the social medias consistently and all that shit, building your platforms. That's all these record labels and shit look at is the numbers. The numbers. They the don't engagement. care about shit else. What's your engagement? How many likes? How many comments? How many shares? Yeah. So, Like, if, do
0: people really actually care about you? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> that's what they want to know. Are people paying attention? Are people enlightened? Are people entertained?
0: Yeah.
1: Otherwise, you're boring kid. Sorry. I mean it was dope live, but I looked on your computer and I, <laughs> it,
0: there was nothing really happening <laughs> like, there. Like, like, ah. You're
1: really good live, but the computer says different. So, and, and I know a lot of people probably get passed up because of that. I know a lot of people also that are in the transition era of making a change to that and putting a yeah. stop to that. And like, nah, we're going back to the talent and we don't care about your followers and we're going to help you build up. Cause that's, back to what a record label should be doing mm-hmm. the record label don't want to do no work no more they just want to kind of get an artist they're already trending they're already booming we just got to put these yeah. little couple little dots and checks on here and they want the and
0: just drop the little cherry, cherry on.
1: on top and and boom. they're like we,
0: we look, at, we, what we look did. at what we did we you did we all did that, that.
1: Like, we did all that work for you, boy. What you talking hey, yeah. about? Like, all of a sudden,
0: label takes all the credit. Uh, on I good and well. had,
1: had 1.5 million followers. I got signed. I have 1.7. You didn't uh, do that much. You didn't do much for me. Like, so I don't know. It's just a lot of work that has to be put in and put forth when you're trying to get behind an artist. And I mean, like I said, you got to believe in them. I mean, it's a lot of diligence. Uh, don't think it's going to be overnight because it's fucking not period um everybody's not little mosey um one even with little mosey i only know a little bit about his story but just on a little bit of the story i know it took his video cheap video a good gimmick hit the algorithm Loaded the right time and had the proper amount of money to market and continue to market the video,
0: mm-hmm. so it
1: wasn't that it dropped. We put some dollars behind it, pushed it for a month, and that was it. Nah, we're gonna throw this down you guys' throat. We might put fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars just into putting it on this platform specifically, mm-hmm. which is kind of what they did. They put it on a certain platform where they knew it would be seen. Put some extra money into it so they know it's going to get the views and all the things and boom spark spark yeah. the fuse it takes all of those things every single time
0: yeah not just one time not every just time. one time
1: <laughs> so that means that they might have did that a couple times before that yeah you see what i'm saying like that's what people don't be understanding even when you think somebody blew up overnight that one video that hit for them you don't know they just made a thousand of those same videos or their TikTok it has ten thousand of those videos. You just kinda this one just that hit one and now they're on. And mm-hmm. now they can revamp themselves and reload and da 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 yep. you know what I mean? So this this industry is a it's a cold shift um to keep up in, that's for sure. You know what I mean?
0: I totally freaking agree with you on that one. So let's
1: look- <laughs> My son's doing my video cameraman right now. <laughs>
0: it's so cute. All
1: this stuff. Okay.
0: Let me film you now. All right. Oh. <laughs> i like, I'll film you. So, real quick, we're going to do six randoms with Besa. Let's do it. Um, one P, three w artists to watch out for.
1: Three? Yes. I mean, I'm always going to say my artist, Louie first. Okay. That's a fact. That's 1K. Um, paid tk i mean you niggas know what's happening i ran into him last <laughs> weekend that's my boy that's my boy um i would love to get him part of the team um make a million my young bulls hella dope um, i can't just give you three i probably give still me is, more. like 2000 baby got named for itself right now um Who else is just off the top of my Jones? Oh, the little young, the baby. She's the baby. She's not the baby, like the little niggas. She,
0: you know what's funny? She's the baby. I
1: like 2000, she's 2000, 2000 babies. Little, the baby. She's dope. She's dope.
0: You are always at the gym, okay? So well. what is like some advice that you have for someone that wants to get in the gym and they don't really know where to start and they know that they can't do what you're doing right now?
1: Persistence yeah. beats resistance, and everything in life is just getting your ass up and going. You know, there ain't nothing else. It doesn't happen overnight. Once again, it's not like some people. You know, you get in the gym and you worked out for three weeks and you see a couple little results and you think, "Oh, okay, cool." But then you don't see no results after that for like six months. It takes your body time to make the transition, drop weight adjust your skin has to adjust when you're losing weight your skin shrivel up your skin shrinks your skin is elastic it does all these different things and it has to reshift and shape itself yeah muscles are growing you're getting used to certain muscles twitching and shit and when they ain't supposed to be and there's a lot of different things with the transition of growth but i always just say persistence just keep going because i ain't in no way the ideal place where I want to be but I know I'm healthy as shit I know I could do a lot more than the average guy hey I'm cool with that you know what I'm saying like, Yeah. just keep fucking working at the end of the day don't let nobody tell you nothing get your ass up it only take 45 minutes
0: do you feel like we are ever going to have another Macklemore moment here in Seattle not with McLemore but an artist that gets as big as McLemore Fuck
1: right we'll have three of those we'll these have, are facts we'll, we'll have we'll have Three to four of those. Okay. Within the next three to four years.
0: Okay. I'm going to look out for that. Yeah. Um, how does Papa Black keep his peace?
1: Don't fuck with you, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> keep you, fuckers, and lame is away from me, far away, man. I, I stay secluded. I don't, I'm not, I'm not attainable. I'm accessible. When I'm out, I'm easy to, oh, what's up, Papa Black? I'm always going to show love. I'm always going to show respect and shit. But I just stay far away from the bullshit. My, my spidey senses is pretty on point. Mm-hmm. My sixth sense is always working. Um, I'm always paying attention to weird energies and shit like that. So I just try to steer clear as much away from the energy that is going to have me going home whack. Yeah. Where I'm, you know, I never want to give my son. I never want to have a bad, such a bad day where my son is about to have a bad day too. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of think about everything like that. If I'm about to take this home, then this ain't where I need to none of be at all. You know what I mean? Okay. Do I come home mad too often, son? I come home in a good mood. I'm all right? Uh, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> got to be honest. We ain't going keep it, to keep it fake over here. Say?
0: And then last question. One misconception of Papa Black.
1: <sighs> kind of like Phantom of the Opera. Like somebody that they don't really know about all the way, uh, they might think I'm a tramp or some sort of, cause I love being around beautiful women and things of that nature. So they see me, I'm always around different women and stuff, but you know, the guys and the, the, the ones that get a chance to really get to know me, even like, f- for instance, when you said, you know, when you get to know me, it's like, oh, Pop's a teddy bear. It's like, I'm a nice guy and I'm just, you know, I'm respectable, I was raised by women. Uh, I was influenced by my uncles and, and and real strong guys, but I was raised by women. So I just have an affinity for them and a lot of respect for them and a lot of love for them. And, you know, I just like being around them. And, you know, what well, guy don't want to be around a bunch of beautiful women?
0: I mean, I'm supposed to be like, what is wrong with that?
1: You got to be a weird guy. <laughs> don't want to be much around a bunch of beautiful women.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, but, and I go home to one and I keep it simple. Yeah. I love to be around a bunch of them and, and, and have fun and all this stuff. But overall, yeah, that's just, they might think I'm like the Phantom, you know, the ghost, the, the guy they can't quite get close to they want to kind of know of. and They heard about, but they don't know about. You know what I mean? Hard
0: Which I, I also feel like you kind of want it that way. Like You I don't just, really want everyone in your business like
1: I, that. that. I just got, um, <laughs> recently I, I was just getting uh, uh talked to and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, interrogated <laughs> just like uh, what do I like who I who I mess with whatever whatever because they can't tell and I, oh yeah we know what type of, you don't kiss and tell I sure I don't
0: <laughs> you're like I don't want <laughs> yeah. you to be able to tell So
1: for the future reference any woman out there you don't got nothing to worry about Papa Black man he don't talk about it man it just <laughs> We just get it done and we yeah, that's all we're going to do.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming in today. Um, Let everyone know where they can find you at on social or where you actually want them to find you on social. And uh, if you have something coming up that they should know about.
1: I need, a, I need somebody who work at Facebook or Instagram to help me get my original Facebook and Instagram back. Papa Black Da Vinci, all one word. Well, right now it's Papa Black underscore Da Vinci. Um, Boss Life Da Vinci with one S on Twitter Um, Papa Black Da Vinci on any other platform go Google my music go listen to me I'll be doing stuff 1K on everything I stand on it come to one of my events they're quite fun
0: very very fun and very safe at that
1: (laughs) everybody makes it home safe
0: so with that being said you guys of course I want to thank you all for watching I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and until the the next episode of Rewind with BESA